welcome to the Midtown Midweek. Couple best friends hanging out on a couch. I am your host, Melissa Fennell, joined by my co-host, Jay Blaze. What up? Hey, I'm good, Mally. How are you? Did you did you hear what I called you? Jay Blaze. Yeah. My rap name. Did you know that he has one, Alan? I did. Back in college. Did. Didn't everyone, though, back no. in college have no. a rap name? No. No one ever called you a tipsy? No. A tipsy? <laughs> nope. That's in my head, my rap name for you. Okay. Okay. This is your first time ever being called that? I believe that to be true. Wow. Well, we'll never be called anything ever again. Anything else. That's right. On the mic this morning, we've it's got Melly Fresh. <laughs> we've got Melly Fresh, Jay Blaze, and A Tipsy. Right Wow. Here. <laughs> this is a good start. Man. Strong intro here. Look at us. Alan, how was your weekend? It was a good weekend. So... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on A Tipsy. A Tipsy, reporting in over here. Great weekend. Okay. Here's the number one reason why. It was like perfect weather. It was wonderful. It was so great. And so I pretty much was on my back porch all weekend, just mm-hmm. hanging out. I was grilling. Anytime I was cooking, it's like, let's grill because I just want to be on my, my back porch. And we ate outside. We, if we were watching anything, we watched TV outside. It was just like, it was That's really fun. nice. It was a pretty low key uh, weekend for us. We didn't have a lot going on, which with three kids, there usually feels like something's always going on. So it's kind of nice, chill, relaxing, mostly mm-hmm. outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. I love that. Cause y'all got that epic view. I'm trying to get a big TV like you on our back porch. I didn't think about like, you're also outdoors, so it's still good for the kids, but also it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Like they can watch TV, but you're outside doing it. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. As, no, a, as an indoor got. kid, that's, if I would have had something like that, that would have <laughs> been be great. better. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're still watching TV outside. Uh-huh. I, I hear it. No, as you an hear indoor birds kid. And you know, you can throw the I tennis mean, ball for on. blue. Are you surprised by that? No, no. Melly, how was your weekend? My weekend was fine. Went to church and that was delightful. Uh, we are the church. We are the church. So. Church is not. Oh my gosh! It's not, what you, do. It's not what you do. It's not a you are. place. It's okay. a people. All right. So. Okay. All right. A tips. A tipsy. The weather was very nice this weekend, so I really appreciated that. Before we get into the sermon, we all know Columbia is the best city to live in. Columbia, you'd rather be here. Does someone have a local spotlight for us? I got one. So speaking of the weather, I uh, got to do a bike ride with Wes um, and two guys from my life group over at Harbison, which I've already spotlighted. If you're mountain biking, it's the best spot in Columbia. Very fun. But we all decided we wanted to try an Indian restaurant. So we went to Persis, which is off of Broad River Road. Just right nearby. Yeah, it's not, mm-hmm. not not too far. And we kind of did family style. So we, me, and the other two guys from my life group didn't know what to order. But Wes has been to India, eats uh, Indian food regularly. And so he just ordered family style. And we just got to eat and try a bunch of different stuff. Wow. And it was delightful. Yeah. I highly recommend uh, family style, especially when you're eating something you're not real accustomed to going with someone who is getting family style. And you, now I know here are the things I really liked. I enjoyed it all, but here are the things I would order. That's so next fun. Time. That great. reminds me when I was in Knoxville a while back and I went to 
an Asian restaurant with Jeff. Oh, and that's no, exactly yeah, what happened. It was family style. H&L, whole nother level there. Yeah, yeah. it was delightful. So yes. there you go. So the name of the place is? Persis. P-E-R-S-I-S. There you go. Yeah. Indian food. Link in the show notes. If you want to know what to order, ask Wes. So let's get into the sermon this week. We talked about Acts, end of Acts chapter 4, beginning of Acts chapter 5, setting up the contrast towards the end of Acts 4. We see everyone having all things in common, selling their possessions, kind of mirroring what we saw in Acts 2. But then we zoom in and we see the contrast with Joseph slash Barnabas and then Ananias and Sapphira. Uh, a really heavy passage. I don't know about you, but I certainly have like a top five what the heck just happened in the Bible sort of moments. And this, to me, this is certainly in the top five for me. It's just a really freaky story. Yeah. So Alan would love to hear what were some things that did not make the final cut of the sermon. If I were to take the sermon in a different direction, here was one of the ideas was uh, been similar, but the emphasis would have been slightly different. So I kind of mentioned it in the sermon that, there are different types of enemies that are attacking the church. And I just think it's easy in our mindset to think the enemy is always outside of us. And, and you kind of even see it in Acts and, you know, they're, they're persecuting the church. They're trying to shut down the movement. They're telling them not to preach the gospel anymore. <clears throat> but it doesn't stop God's movement. You know, he's still doing it. And I even mentioned it. It's like, even in the midst of some of the persecution, it felt like victory. You know, like it's it's persecution, but God's still triumphant and it's yeah. still moving. I think this story points to the enemy within and being our sin. And we kind of talked about it, but I, I, the emphasis was more on deal with your sin, confess your sin. Uh, but I think you could you could broaden it a little bit more. And just really talk about being on guard, being watchful for sin within and the holiness culture of a church and following after Jesus, because there's so much implied in that. Um, so I, I think part of the context that I was trying to hit on, that maybe I just wasn't as clear as I, I would, would have been, is that Jesus prayed for unity and they were alike in heart and soul, and they were moving in the same direction. I think sin entering in with Ananias and Sapphira is is a direct saying, all right, now the unity's broken. Like, mm -hmm. they are not in the same regard. Mm -hmm. And when sin creeps in, it breaks that unity, that oneness of soul and mind, or uh, heart and soul. And so I think that's another reason why it got dealt with so swiftly is the unity was there, beauty was there, and the Bible's really clear, a little bit of sin, it's like yeast, it'll infect the whole thing. Like, it, right. it will go. And so I, I think that that's part of it. Um, I, the way I would have concluded it if I had taken it just a little bit on a different turn would be the very next verses talk about the church continuing on. So it's like... You want to sit in the the midst of the greatest enemy is sin within, not uh, enemies without. Regardless of the enemy, the the promise is the church is victorious and yeah. God will conquer all. And you kind of just get to see that even in that that snippet is it, they continued the church continued to grow. They continued to preach the gospel. More people came in, uh, and the you know obviously the church is 
moved from there to here and all that kind of stuff. But I, I kind of like that mindset of leaving people with the church victorious yeah. uh, because of, of Jesus and what he has done and accomplished and what the Spirit is actively doing and moving. Uh, so that, that those were some thoughts. Yeah, that's great. Right now I'm working through Daniel, and it's a lot of those same concepts too. They're living in Babylon. It's been decades and decades and decades. They're like in enemy territory, so to speak. And yet these guys have been faithful to the Lord for decades on decades, just cultivating character, how that is to be an example for us of like, yeah, it. what matters is formation, transformation, character, like that is ultimately how the gospel goes forth and the kingdom, it spreads. There's a, there's this, we need to be more vigilant, you know, it's just like a, where is your heart and where are you going? And, you know, I think the way Lexington even talked about it or kind of this idea of seeds and like, are, are we letting those seeds of sin, they can be little things, but if we're not plucking them out, they grow and they become bigger. And sometimes uh, it's the idea that, that sin unrepented of over a long period of time becomes something more disastrous Mm -hmm. towards the end because we've let it, grow and fester and we haven't dealt with it appropriately but it it's it's becoming aware of the little things so if i'm like brand new to our church culture and i hear that uh what are some ways i can be keeping vigilant over this stuff if we're talking about seeds and their little things how do i make sure that i'm not just have the blinders over me and i'm actually cultivating secret sin yeah, I mean, I just, it is cultivating honesty. So it's just like if you feel like you need to hide something, that should be an indicator. I need to tell someone. Hmm. So like mm-hmm. any inclination to hide should be an inc- inclination for the light. Yeah. And so it's just like let that kind of be a little bit of an alarm for you. It's like, hey, I feel like not sharing this with someone. So who do I need to talk to? Yeah. And, and just letting those prompting of this the spirit you know to to move into the light don't don't hinder that Hmm. and so if you're not sure better to confess than not or better to bring to the light or talk you know about it with someone and we we even talk about it in in life group context it's can we pre-confess you know Hmm. sometimes it's we don't need to confess the, the sin, the action necessarily, as in the temptation. You know, I feel like doing this, have not acted on it. You know, the more preemptive we are, I think it's helpful. Yeah. And just living in the light. You know, we had a guy one time say, you know, the the lies lose all their power as soon as we bring them into the light. And I just think that that's very key. And when in doubt, mm-hmm. shine a spotlight on it. I love that we are in a church where that is like the norm, you know, because that wasn't the norm growing up in my church. It was like, oh, no, we don't we don't speak of these things. You know, come to think of it, I'm shocked we didn't use a we don't talk about Bruno illustration. Oh, come on. Bruno is our sin. We don't talk about it's because John wasn't preaching. Are there any tools that you want to recommend that we can drop in the show notes as far as confession tools? bringing stuff to the light. Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> I'm i always an advocate for our digging deeper chart. So 
we kind of talked about it in the sermon. It's sometimes we don't understand why we do the things we do. You know, we're tempted to it. There's an appeal to them. But trying to unearth heart level, why am I doing this? What motivates that? And even drawing that down deeper into when I do this, when I think this, when I'm struggling in this way, what does that say about me? Like, what is the belief underlying that, my, my personal belief about myself? And then drawing that even more, if I believe, if I'm doing this and I believe this about me, then what do I believe about God? And it just really helps us see what we call our functional belief. So we have our mm-hmm. confessional belief where we would say all the right things and they line up with scripture. But functionally, when I do this, my belief actually is something very different. And and even like saying that out loud, I sometimes it leads to, I believe God doesn't love me if I'm not perfect. And therefore I lie and hide. And so it's just like that kind of stuff is really helpful to say out loud. Sometimes I believe that God doesn't love me if I'm not perfect. And I, I think that's part of where repentance takes place. And no, God loves me because of Jesus. Therefore, I don't have to lie. And it just kind of gets underneath the surface. Yeah. And there's something powerful to a lot of times when you say that out loud. Sometimes that is the light bulb moment of, oh, goodness. Sometimes. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a lot of the times. Yeah. I'm aware more and more of how much internal dialogue we all have going on in our mind all the time all the time, and how much of those are lies that we've been taught or we believe, and just being able to articulate our lies and say them out loud, say them to other people, have other people speak into them, come to the realization based off of what the Bible says that they are are lies. All that stuff is so powerful Mm. because our minds work so fast and we've been doing it for so long. It really takes a ton of time to renew our minds Mm. in what is true. And so Mm. I, I just think the more we're able to articulate the lies we are believing and especially to other people, and they they speak the gospel over us. We are able to speak the gospel of ourselves. It helps rewire a lot of our minds and that internal dialogue that we have been dealing with for so long. Yeah, that's helpful. A mm. tool that I, Midtown, recommended, uh, the mind map. That's something we've been doing for a while. That tool is super helpful for me whenever I bring that out and just to use that as a launching pad to journal and process what are the things I'm thinking and are they in line with reality That's or right. not? Yeah. So helpful. How did preparing for this passage impact you personally? I mean, you gotta you gotta do a lot of self analyzing. It's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, but good. I mean, I need I need it as much as anybody I would speak it to. It's like I'm I I need to be vigilant. I need to be self aware. I need to be honest. And so it just it requires that. Yeah. Yeah, to to good. dig in, be honest with, you know, am I pretending? Uh, here's, all right, I don't know if we believe in Enneagram, and some people think there's all kinds of whatever. I think it can be a helpful tool to understand how we're wired. I'm a three, and and so my first instinct is always to put my best foot for, forward, and you see the best of me because if you do, then you'll like the odds are you'll like me more. And mm-hmm. that's that's kind of this root um, 
driving force. You know, I want you to like me and I want you to like me probably more than everybody else, you know, like that, that'd be my preference. And so that lends itself to hiding because Mm -hmm. I want you to like me. And so it, it is, it is a sermon that really pushes where uh, a weakness of mine or a temptation of mine to hide and want to be seen as better than I am. Yeah. I would also agree with that, A Tipsy. And I think. <laughs> oh, how many I people just... are going to be calling me A Tipsy? Uh, and how much am I not going to like it? I'll leg it. I know Will. Yeah. I know Will. Have no, you talked I... about his nickname? Because I can, I can broadcast that too. <laughs> Hey, I'm not going to do it. I'm hey, not going to tell you you can't like it, do it. It's a threat. It ain't coming out right now, but it's a threat. <laughs> if you would like to know, just let me know. Alan, anything we could be praying for you? I, th- I think for downtown in particular, but maybe all three churches. We are, I don't, don't misquote me here. We aren't necessarily past COVID, but we are moving into more normalcy with it or whatever that looks like. And there's been this almost two years now, I guess, impact that COVID has had on our life and our routine and our regular like uh, daily schedule, you know, and that includes our participation in, in and with the church and what we value. And so I think we're, we're trying to move back into a new normal as a church family and it's going to be difficult for some more than others where they've gotten into that uh, they've gotten out of the habit of participation and had how to get people back into normal rhythms i i think another big one is um the long lasting presence of covid and the threat that it, it we perceived it to be kind of creates an elevated sense of anxiety. Mm. And so anything added to that makes us feel even more anxious. And so I, I just think some of it is not just people don't want to do things anymore. It's it, it's adding one more piece. Even if it's something we was very routine before COVID makes us feel more anxious or makes it feel more burdensome. So there's, I just think there's mm. going to be some reordering back into our normal habits as a church and what does that mean and then you know i i think specifically we've got serve the city you know getting people out and serving and participating and that's a bigger event we've got easter coming up and trying to rally that with more people so i i think it's fun to start doing that it just always felt like for for the past two years, we would try and plan something and then have to cut it back or scale it back or alter it or not even do it. And so there's a little bit more energy moving forward, but there's also some resistance, some lingering, mm-hmm. etc. So praying all that. Cool. I can pray for us. Jesus, thank you for um, our church family and thank you for Alan. Past two years have been hard. And I think we just kind of need some help moving forward. If you just be with our people fighting against um, anxiety, depression, it feels like, I don't know, every week there's something new to be anxious over. Just ask that you would be with us and um, that you would comfort us and give us courage to take the steps that we need to. 
um, to move forward as a church family and to be a light in our city. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Melly Fresh. Thank you, A Tipsy. This has been Jay Blaze Resources in the show notes. We'll see you next week. Wait, I have one thing to say. Go ahead. We hit a hundred followers well, on well, Instagram. Well. Which is a great even number. So we're probably gonna do another giveaway this week, <gasps> I think. Ooh, I all right, know. give it away. I don't know, you have to check the gram to find out. Give us a follow. What's follow it gonna us be? Follow us on Instagram, link in the have show to notes. Find out. All right. We'll Bye. see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.